Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Bethel Thompson bouncing in the pocket. He's got trouble, and down he goes. First sack of the game for the Eskimos, and it is Kwaku Botang. Bethel Thompson drops back. He throws deep downfield. That's intercepted. That Eskimo football coming back the other way. And it is Money Hunter with it. He, uh, now they're on the one. We'll see what happens. There it is. Touchdown Eskimos. Cooper gets the football. Will he get there? He'll get the first down. He'll get the touchdown. Shaq Cooper into the end zone. Finally, Josh Johnson has his interception. He's been trying to get it all night long. And he finally picks it off, takes it to the sidelines, and it's Eskimos football. Kilgore places it. White kicks it. And he has hit his fourth straight in this game. And it's now 26-0. And that's it. It's all over. The Eskimos score 13 in the first half. They score 13 in the second half. They don't give up anything all evening long. They win 26-0. The Eskimos are back on track. A 26-0 whitewash over the Toronto Argonauts last Thursday has put the Eskimos at 4-2 and and sets up a big one this week in Calgary against the 4-2 and Stampeders. It's time to spend the next half hour with the Eskimos head coach, Jason Moss, who joins us on the phone now. Hey, Jason, how's your day going? Uh, it's going great, Morley. Thanks. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Tell me a little bit about this week for you and your coaches and your players. Last week was the short week. You tried to get a lot of work done in while resting. This week it's the long week. You have an extra, I guess, four days you play again this week. Uh, what's this week been like and what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's more rest, uh, more days in between, So, but each each week's a little bit different for us. So. You know, this week we got our rundown and recovery review after the game. Uh, the players had the day off. Um, I think all of us went to the UFC fight that was in town, so we had a good team bonding uh, night there. And then we uh, got back to work. So we had a day A, which for us is a family picnic. So we had the f- players who had family in town come out to the to the locker room we had a foosball championship and then we had uh, a barbecue and the guys stayed and played games with their kids and uh teammates and then coaches got back to work and today obviously we just had meetings uh no practice and the coaches are grinding trying to put the game plans together so tomorrow we'll be on the field for 30 plays and then uh the rest of the week will be the same as it always is how'd you enjoy your night at the ufc it was awesome, man. It was a dream come true for me. I've been a lifelong UFC fan and uh, MMA fan, really, in general. I love all the fights, uh, but UFC is obviously is right up there with anything. Um, obviously, meeting Max Holloway when he came here into town made it a little more special going to the fight. And then, uh, you know, yeah, I was treated very well there and uh, obviously very gracious to, to uh, Dana White's team there that uh, took care of us and uh, David Shaw is Canadian, and he's ahead of the president of the, the UFC's international. He and Carolyn, his uh, assistant, they were great to us and treated us very well. So it was a memorable night. I uh, had great tickets and was able to see it all. And uh, 
probably as happy as I've been watching an event in my life. You've talked a little bit to us about uh, the preparation that the UFC fighters go through and, and the training that they do uh, and compared a little bit to the training that football does. You think there's a little bit of a correlation there? Yeah, no question. I mean, it was that's what was so cool about me meeting Max Holloway when he came here. He had just signed the contract basically to, to fight um, that fight. He was about close to eight weeks out. He was actually coming into Edmonton, his very last thing before he was going to his training camp for the fight. So it was eight weeks out at the time. Um, he was big. I mean, he he was he cuts down to 145 to fight, and I bet you he was over what looked like over 170 while I was here. So, um, you know, he was going to his, and, you know, that's what we do. We, we go to train first before we start playing games, and, you know, you're dedicated. He talked about having a team of 20 guys that, you know, eat, sleep, drink, fighting, and they all cut weight with them. They all do everything together, and he said he's only as good as his team, and they hold each other accountable, and um, obviously everything's about him on fight night, but he said, I win the fight long before the fight night. He said the team is what wins it. Um, gave us a lot of pointers and a lot of things to think about. And, uh, you know, they, we took a lot from the experience. And then obviously to watch him fight at that level that he is and that champion that he is was phenomenal. And Frankie Edgar did an amazing job as well. So it was all in all a great experience to meet him and to watch him fight and obviously culminate into a championship again for him. It is kind of neat when you think about it. Uh, it's obviously different sports and you handle it a different way, but the training, like you say, is kind of the same. You, it's a it's a crescendo to to him fight night and for you game day through the week. He does it over a longer period of time, but you do it through the week, getting ready and getting getting to peak at the right time and be ready to play on game day. Yeah, and I mean it's more it's very similar to you know we play more games than he does in a season, I guess. Uh, but the practice is as important as anything, and it's really just a process, and he has to go through that process in order to win. Um, you can't skip, you can't cheat yourself, um, and you know you'll know it on game day or a fight night if you do. And so, you know, I, I think when we talked to him, you know, he talked a lot about not being the best in his. He's from Hawaii, and there's not it's not very big. And so when people talk about him being the best in the world at his weight class, it was interesting for him to say, I'm not even the best in my hometown. There's a lot of people better than me that I fought in town, trained with. They just aren't as committed as I've been. And so it t- takes a huge commitment to be a champion. Um, it's not just something you show up four and a half hours, which we are only allowed to have our players. It's really the lonely work we talk about. What do you do when no one's looking? What do you do when, you're, when no one's around? How hard are you? What are you putting into this? Are you eating right? Are you getting healthy? Are you using the recovery? Are you getting sleep? Or, you know, all those things. Well, when you're a fighter, that's your job. Your job is to do that every single day so you can ultimately culminate it into one night. And uh, he does it as good as anybody that's ever done it in his weight class. All right, let's talk some football now. Uh, you're four and two. You're at the one third mark of the season. Uh, does it feel like it's going fast for you, or is it? I know it's just one long day for you. Sometimes you're in the office so long, but you're four and two at the one third mark. Has it has it been a quick season to you? I mean, I think they're always pretty quick when you're in the midst of it. Um, you know, but you, <laughs> we're we're so locked in to the daily grind that we don't think about the days of the week. I have it all on my calendar in front of me, um, so I know what day it is, but. You know, it's just another day, and, uh, you know, you take it to try to take advantage of it. But to say that six games have gone by doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, we've been at this now for nine weeks or ten weeks total with the bye week and the two or three weeks of training camp. So um, it seems like all once the season gets going, it goes by pretty quick. All right, you're 4-2 and two at the one-third mark. Tell me what you know about your team and, and what you like and maybe what you don't like right now. 
Well, there's not much to not like about our team. I think we are our own worst enemies at times. Uh, that's one thing I'd surely like to to get better. Obviously, we've talked a lot about over this course of six weeks the penalty issues, but they are coming down. The timely penalties, would like I'd like to get rid of those uh, that hurt us. Um, you know, there's not much to not like about our defense. Our defense plays hard. They hustle. They do a lot of things awesome. So, uh, obviously, defense or offensively, we are our own worst enemies at times. And, you know, it's frustrating because I know how what our capabilities are. And uh, it hurts me when we don't uh, to do it on a day, uh, uh, play-to-play basis. So one thing I'd like to get better at for us is, you know, obviously taking care of the little things and details. So hopefully we can do that. Then special teams, obviously, uh, we've been lights out with coverage units and all that. I think we're getting better day by day with the return game. So I just want to see that just continue. Um, but ultimately, what I really love about our team is the fact that we show up every day ready to work. Um, they, the players get it. I mean, I said it after the Montreal loss in that locker room. You know, you know, it, it is one loss, and what are we focused on tomorrow? And they all said it at once. They, it's it's one and zero. That's all our goal is. So it wasn't going, you know, trying to break a streak of losing. It wasn't anything like that. It was just the process is what these guys are all about. They show up to work hard, to work hard every day, and they're great people. So you know, it's it's, it's great fun to be around them. Let's uh, talk about uh, the game a little bit from Thursday night. Uh, offense sells tickets is the old uh, phrase, and uh, often people go to games to watch offense. Don't leave talking about the defense, but I believe that was the case on Thursday night. Your defense was just smothering the Toronto Argonauts. I know they're a struggling team, but you did what you had to do against the struggling team, and that's totally dominate them. Yeah, I mean, I think they've been playing decent football. I mean, I wouldn't say decent. I said I think they've been playing good football. They've just been turning over the ball. I mean, if you look at their turnover ratio through the first six weeks and ask them what they'd like to probably be better at, it'd be that because it's hard to win games when you turn over the ball. I mean, I watched, I've been watching Calgary film this week. They just played Calgary before they played us. I mean, there was two instances where they're, I think it's a three-point game in the fourth quarter, the third quarter, and they turn over the ball in the red zone. If they don't turn over the ball, it's a tie game, and maybe they're up. And they did that twice. And both of them were, you know, definitely plays where you feel like they could have held on to the ball. But, you know, Calgary made those those things happen. Um, and that's been their Achilles heel a little bit throughout the, the course of the year. They, they make a, some really good plays, and they string together some things, but the turnovers have been killing them. And, you know, for us, we talked about that during the week of just let's play a really good game, the best we can play, and not rely on that. And, uh you know, so I thought our guys came up, came to play. They were physical from on our defense. They were physical from the mo- opening moments. Um, you know, they played tough all night. They've done that all year. Um, so I knew they would be in for for a tough night. I, I felt like uh, just wanted to see what the first couple series looked like to make sure we had the energy and the juice coming off a short week. But once I saw that, I mean, it, I knew that we would perform well to get the shutout. That's special. I mean, to only have that happen two times and since 2003 is pretty amazing, uh, but definitely uh, befitting of this team. Tell me about Josh Johnson. He had a terrific night, I thought. He had uh, five tackles, a tackle for a loss, a couple of knockdowns, uh, could have had interceptions on both of them, and then finally got the interception late in the game. He really seems to be a fine for you, and especially those numbers he put up. He's facing Darrell Walker most of the night on Thursday night. Tell me about him and, and what you know about him. Yeah, Josh has been an incredible find for us. I mean, I mean, he was under the radar uh, as a signing, um, getting him here. 
But the moment he showed up to camp, you could tell there was something about Josh. And um, he, this is the second position he's played for us, playing boundary corner. Now he started up boundary half. I know he can play nickel for us. I think he can pretty much play everywhere for us. Um, but he's been just nothing short of amazing. I mean, that game just right there, like you said, going against what I believe is one of the top uh, receivers in our league and, and uh, Darrell Walker to be able to cover him like he did, make plays like he did. I mean, the one that he knocked down was, if he would have caught that, would have been one of the most incredible interceptions I've seen. Um, you know, so He's playing at an extremely high level, um, doing a lot of great things. He's super aggressive. He he brings it every day in practice too. If we ever have a guy that gets a, he plays on the edge in practice. It's Josh, and so he's playing a lot like he practices, and that's what's making our team better every day. Um, and obviously, we're thrilled to have him. Uh, and he kind of typifies the way you guys seem to want the defensive backs playing. Like he, he's always trying to make a play. He's always closing the gap, and uh, he's not happy with a knockdown. He wants the interception. You can see his excitement when he finally got that interception on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it. We want to be an aggressive defense. We don't want those guys. To, we want them to think or see it. See ball, get ball is what they say. React, react fast, and play physical. And they uh, they do that. And he's he's right. He's showing them the way. I mean, that's that's just him. And like I said, he does it in practice every day to us. Um, you know, he's he just he's a football player. I mean, there's no nothing else to say about it. I mean, he's a great athlete, but he's a great football player. And um, you know, I've been in, I've enjoyed watching our defense play, and uh, absolutely love watching him play. So just he just got to keep it up and. He's setting a very high standard for our defense, for the defensive backs, how they want to play, and he's doing a tremendous job. Johnson, along with Vontae Diggs and Brian Walker, are three guys who are getting a chance to play probably sooner than you thought this year because of the injury situation. Uh, it's great to have depth, eh, because all three have stepped up and played so well. Yeah, no, I, no, no question. I mean, our defense has been hit with injuries, and you wouldn't be able to tell by the way they're playing. I mean, we talk about a lot in our locker room about – we don't really have backups. We have guys that just haven't had the chance to play yet, and we expect them all to play and play at a high level. Um, we've done that, I think, since the three years I've been here. We've always had guys step up, and it's the way we practice. I think we, you know, we practice hard. We practice fast. We get everyone involved. Guys know what to do. Um, you know, I, I feel like they, 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 um, you know, they, they. They just keep playing, and they play hard, and they believe in each other and believe in, in, in what we're doing. So, you know, I, I think just having the, the guys step up every week, week to week, um, you know, like I said, with a number of starters going down, they've, they've continued to play at a high level and set the standard for us. Your offense has put up some great numbers this year. I think you're you're either first or second now in in second down conversion. You 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 get the most yards per game on average in the league. Uh, Trevor Harris is throwing for the most yards uh, per game on average. Uh, are, are you surprised and a little bit stumped why you're having so much trouble in the red zone? Um, you know, not really. Just based on the fact I watch film every week and I see the issues. They're just hard to fix when they're something different every week. So turning it over the ball in the red zone is not good, and we do it. We've done it. I think four of the six games we've played. So you you take those back. I think there's three inside the five yard line, and you know that's 21 more points most likely. And so that's a hard pill to swallow. And then, you know, once you start scoring, you usually keep scoring. I mean, that's just the way it goes. So when you're getting stopped, it seems to be the same. So, you know, I, I, I'm very, I'm, 
I don't like to say I'm frustrated, but I am because it's it's just one of those things where I just see the things that we're capable of, and it's the little details that are killing us. And I, you know, I, we're just going to stick to the plan and stick to coaching and uh, coaching better and getting our players to play uh, to understand it. And you know, ultimately, same same as defense. Stop thinking and just playing and reacting. And you know, right now we're we're just our own worst enemies at times, and it's hurting us in the red zone. We've had too many turnovers, um, and that's been since training camp. You know, in the preseason games, we had two of them. So, you know, it's just somehow, some way, that's been what we've done. We'd like to correct it and fix it because I think in the next six games, and really, I don't really care about the next six. I care about this next one. I'd like to see us, you know, combat that and be great in the red zone for once, and and see what a difference that'll make in a game. All right, this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube. We'll take a break. Be back with more with Jason when we continue right here on 630 Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. A couple more minutes with the coach here on the Coach's Show. Coming up to uh, 7.53 this evening. Eskimos will be uh, in Calgary on Saturday to play the Stampeders. That's a 5 o'clock start, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Jed, uh, before we talk about that game, Jason, I don't know what the end game is going to be, and it's something probably to discuss more in the off season. but how did you enjoy hanging out with uh, Ricky Ray this week? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it brought back a lot of memories. Um, you know, he's one of my best friends, and you know, anytime you can hang out with one of your buddies, uh, it's always a good thing. So, you know, he uh, felt like he enjoyed himself. Obviously, he's enjoying retirement. Um, you know, but it was it was definitely nice to have him in the office and being able to sit down and watch football with him and talk football and um, you know, just like you say, enjoy friendship. All right. Uh, you have said on this show tonight, and you have said all season long, your goal every week is to go one and zero. But I think you also will admit that some one and zeros are bigger than other one and zeros. What's your approach to this week's game against Calgary? Yeah, this one. I mean, honestly, it, it, we we talk about faceless, nameless, all that stuff, and this one isn't any. I mean, it, it, I don't know whether it's a different feel this year. What we're talking about, doing things differently. You know, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I get pumped to play Calgary. I think we all do. Um, but really, to be honest with you, we like the moniker of it is just another week and just go one and zero. And it, yeah, they some of them feel better than others. But there's the games are the games. I mean, the process is the process. So, you know, our guys know what they're getting into. We talked about you know what how we'd like to represent our city and represent our club against a, a, a rival. But at the end of the day, they, they, these aren't four three-point games these are two-point games and you know that's what why the preparation isn't different that's why our feelings aren't different um does it is it going to feel sweeter to go down there and win sure uh we haven't done that for a while in edmonton so really what we talked about is let's check a box we haven't we haven't beat calgary and calgary for a while and um i think we're good enough to do that we just got to go out there and prove it and it's only going to start by the meeting we had today and the meeting we have tomorrow with practices there's not a lot of guys in this team who know about the rivalry because you have so many new faces to your organization this year. I guess that's another thing, too. You learn about rivalries as you play in them. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of why you just talk about the intensity, you know, factor, all those things. But 
it doesn't matter how big a game is, how intense you make it out to be, football's football. I mean, it's always going to be physical. It's always going to be tough. It's always going to be one of those things where you're battling mono and mono for 60 minutes or four quarters or however long it takes. Um, you know, it doesn't matter that it's Calgary. To be honest with you, it's football. And we love football, and our team loves it. So, you know, they enjoy playing together, playing for one another, and that's why, to me, the opponents don't matter. And we're just going to go down there uh, after a great week of work and look for a win. All right, uh, Jason, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks very much. Uh, Good luck this week at practice and, uh, of course, on Saturday afternoon in Calgary. Perfect. Thank you. All right. That is Eskimos uh, head coach Jason Moss. And uh, that is the coach's show for tonight. Eskimos will uh, travel down the QE2 coming up on, well, they'll leave on Friday and uh, they'll play on Saturday. Five o'clock is the kickoff at 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad with myself, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott will uh, join us as well. It's the good old-fashioned Battle of Alberta. We're all looking forward to it. Both the Eskimos and the Calgary Stampeders sit at four and two. My name's Morley Scott for Jason Moss. Have a great night, everybody.